Harvest Moon Jack Productions presents Not All Angels Have Halos Written and narrated by Sean Owens Edited by Brittany Owens I guess some what you would call an agnostic I could never follow any religion I heard of I'm not saying I don't believe Quite the contrary there most certainly are entities watching over us. See, the problem with mainstream religions is they depict certain entities as good and others as evil. However, reality is much grayer than the defined line of black and white, good and evil. My name is John, and what I'm about to tell you is an account of when I first met who or more accurate, what I call Jacob, for the first time. I should start off with my childhood was never great. My dad wasn't in the picture much, mainly because my mom fought with him every time he tried to come around. My mother, by genetics only, was a teenager in the sex, drugs, and rock and roll era, and never grew out of it. She was 40 years old, still thought she was a teenager, and cared more about herself and the party life than me. Or, as she so affectionately put it, her crotch goblin. I can still remember many nights where my mother would bring home a business partner and tell me to go to my room, lock the door, and turn up my TV volume. I would lay there praying to God to get me out of here. But my prayers were never answered. And so it goes. This was the norm till one day when I was about nine. My mother picked me up from school and I could tell she already hit the bottle hard. The smell of cheap whiskey turns my stomach to this day. Anyway, between swerving and trying to stay on the road, my mother informed me that I better enjoy the food we have in the house now cause my dad was killed in an accident. She then went on a tangent of how she wasn't going to get child support anymore and would have to pick up more business clients. I didn't hear much else. The world faded away, and I became numb, staring out the window. It wasn't until we arrived at the house that the world came crashing down around me, and the sudden realization that not only did I lose the more caring parent, I wouldn't have every other weekend away. Tears filled my eyes as I walked through the front door and started towards my room. Reaching the top of the steps, I heard my mother yell for me to stay in my room because she was having a business meeting tonight. Without a word, I shut and locked my bedroom door. I walked over to my closet and pulled out one of the last big bags of jerky my dad bought just for me. I ate it till I was full and fell asleep. I awoke to the normal business meeting noises. I turned on my TV 
and did my best to drown them out like usual. Suddenly, I heard different noises, shouting, glass or a lamp breaking, struggling, then a sickening thud against the wall knocking my toys off the shelf. I could hear gargled gasps just before one final wet crunch. Heavy footsteps started down the stairs, then stopped. I heard the man whisper, Oh, fuck, the kid. In an instant, the man was pounding on my door, yelling to let him in. I threw everything I could in front of the door, hoping it would stop the man. But it was in vain. I could hear the wood start to crack and the hinges threatening to give way. I then did the only thing left I could think to do. I knew it didn't work before, but I had nothing left to lose either way. I got down on my knees and I prayed, please, please, if there's anyone out there, help me, please. Just then, as if on cue, not only did I not hear the splintering of the wood, but no noise at all. The air grew still and hung heavy. It was almost as if time froze. That was until I heard the guttural growl from the corner of my room. Turning slowly, I saw a figure pull itself halfway out of the shadows as if coming from the void itself. Though only half of Jacob was visible, he still towered over me, barely fitting his mass into the room. I can only describe Jacob as being a cross between a ram, a wolf, and a serpent. Tilting his head to the side, he spoke in a low, deep, gravelly voice. Poor young one, left all alone. His father has died, and the wolf has devoured the young one's mother. Now seeks to devour them. Life truly has not been kind to you. Seeing Jacob for the first time and having him speak to me struck me with a deep and primal fear causing me to run to the opposite corner of the room and scream in terror, begging for help once again. Jacob let out a booming laugh. Ha! And what do you think I'm here for, boy? Was it not you who just prayed? Jacob then mocked my voice perfectly, reiterating my prayer. As I uncurled myself from the fetal position, I saw his face inches from mine. For the first time, I noticed that though this thing's appearance was indeed one of nightmares, it had a benevolence. Hesitantly, I spoke. So you're not gonna eat me? A grin spread across Jacob's face as he laughingly said, <clears throat> Eat you, you would 
barely be a snack. His eyes turned to the door as the pounding began again. Now him, on the other hand, would make a tasty muscle. A serpent-like tongue flickering as Jacob said those words. He continued. And it would be beneficial for both of us if the wolf left. Wouldn't you agree, my young one? I nodded in agreement, and Jacob disappeared from the room as quickly as he arrived. The room came alive again, TV volume blaring. Though it still couldn't drown out what was happening just on the other side of the door. It wasn't long, however, before only the TV could be heard again. I turned the volume down as I heard three knocks and heard Jacob say, Everything is okay. You are safe and can come out. As I opened the door, I expected to see all kinds of carnage. Instead, there was just Jacob. I looked at him and asked where my mother was. Jacob looked solemn for just a moment as he said, mm, You wouldn't want to have seen that. Trust me, young one. Then, while patting his stomach, he said, Just know it's all taken care of. I grew worried and I asked, but what do I do now? Who will take care of me? Jacob touched my shoulder, one finger barely fitting, and said, I've taken care of that too. Jacob stayed with me, guarding the door, until I fell asleep in my bed. I awoke to police asking if I was alright and taking me to the station. As I left that house for the last time, I saw what Jacob left to get someone's attention. <laughs> I guess he doesn't like intestines. Child services met me at the police station and transferred me to a foster family. They were amazing. It wasn't always sunshine and rainbows, but I always had a full belly, warm place to sleep, and nice clothes. I truly couldn't ask for a better life after I met Jacob. I'm in my early 20s now. I still look back and remember something that even people today say is evil saved me. Jacob never asked for anything in return. I don't really see Jacob anymore, though I still feel him from time to time. When I'm scared, nervous, or stressed out, just like that night so long ago, time stops and the air grows heavy. As I said before, the world is much more gray than we were led to believe. 
and not all angels have halos. Thank you all so much for playing along. If you enjoyed this narration, please like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. If you have any stories you would like me to narrate, please leave them in the comments. And remember, if you hear a sound in the middle of the night, don't go investigating.